Thursday, finance for our sponsor, Pritchard and & Partners. And Stephen Pritchard, before we take a look at currencies and commodities, um, of course it is the anniversary, the 10th anniversary of the Pashabalka storm, which did mean an awful lot of uh, things happened around our city, both perhaps were there any good things that came out of that? Well, I think the only good thing that came out of that is that the tradespeople and the insurance assessors got a lot of work out of that. Well, they certainly did. And isn't that good for the economy? Yeah, it's good for the economy, I suppose. Local economy but because in particular? Because the, pe- the people who had to get damaged, I don't know whether they were so pleased for it. I remember one of our clients had a retail business at Market Town. It took months to get the insurance assessor out there and... Yeah, it took further months to get the, the work actually finished. So, so yeah, it might be good for the economy, but um, I have to ask the people who, who've damaged their yeah. houses or business premises. Mm. I'm sure you'd get a different answer from them. And, of course, we had the big superstorm a couple of years the ago. The superstorm. Same sort of same thing. Same sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we had a bit of damage at our place. That's, uh, mm. A couple of tiles came off. Oh, yes, I think that's probably the first thing to go, isn't it? Yeah, it, was on the, it wasn't on the roof, but, but a couple of tiles came off and... Um, yeah, yeah, they were insurance, but uh, I, I would rather have not happened than worried about getting the insurance people. I mean, it always wastes time, too. It does. It takes time. Huge it takes amount effort, of time. And it's often a big strain on the people yep. involved. That is not the tradesmen, of course, the homeowners. Didn't a tree come down owners. at your place? Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a couple of years ago. Yeah. All those birds, homeless, All those birds. No, just, were, just like all the birds that lived on the foreshore in that all-fake pines, they're now homeless. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Let's move on to commodities and well, see whether they're, they've found a home. <laughs> they've found a home. Well, the gold price continues to rise this week. It's up to $1,710 uh, Australian. Uh, we'll talk a bit about that later. Yeah. Um, uh, the copper price was down 2.27% to $7,440 a tonne. And the crude oil price was down 7.7% to $63.84 a barrel. So the, the crude oil price has fallen a bit. Um, the currencies, the Australian dollars continued to strengthen during the week against all the major world currencies. Um, we're up 2.3% um, to 75.46 uh, US dollars. Um, we're up 1.7% to 58.25 uh, British pence, and we were up 1.8% to 67 euro pence. Um, the, in the equity markets, a bit mixed around the world, the Australian markets continue to fall, as people with, with, with shares would know. Um, we were down 1.1% on the week to 5,707. Uh, the S&P was pretty much steady at 2,433 compared to 2,430 the previous week. And the Hang Seng Index, which is Hong Kong, were, was pretty much steady at 25,974 compared to 25,809 the previous week. Um, a few local stocks... Um, a few stocks that local people tend to like to hold. Um, BHP was down 2.7% on the week to $23.19. So that, that's continuing its drift down on the back of the, the falling commodity prices. Um, CBA, CBA was down 1.4% to $78.50 a share. Um, you know, that continues to fall on talk of uh, the... the the bank tax, which I don't really know that's going to make much difference, but more 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 worrying is um, possible bad debt write-offs as a result of the housing prices mm-hmm. supposedly peaking. And NIB, which uh, a lot of people have got that as $5.16, which is down 4% on the week. 
Yeah. Um, the fuel price, uh, much as Jane predicted, with the long weekend coming up on Monday, <laughs> has already has already started to creep up. No, no, you're in charge of fuel predictions. Right. Okay. Uh, with the long weekend coming up on Monday, it's already started to creep up. We're up 10.4 percent on the week to $1.29.2 a litre, and in Sydney we're up 16 percent to $1.36.4 a litre. So fill up here before you go to Sydney. Yes, or if you're unfortunately in Sydney and coming up the coast, um, yeah. Run on empty. Although the way the weather's going, I don't know whether anyone's feeling on going anywhere. And and the diesel price... um, after being quite steer for a few weeks, is is also up six point four percent to a dollar twenty four a litre, and in Sydney it's pretty much up two percent to a dollar twenty five a litre. So Jane's prediction on the <laughs> petrol prices was correct again. <laughs> and our market update now, Stephen Pritchard, Henry Jennings is still enjoying the sun. He's living for the sun at the moment. But um, we've got a bit of rain here, but the stocks and the rain and coal. Still the world, on. the world markets continues to go on while Henry's away they, and we're here. Uh, yes. So let's start talking about gold. Well, the gold, the gold price, um, the gold price in in US dollars is now at the highest since it's been last November, and it's uh, it, it got over thirteen hundred dollars the day last night. Yeah. Our time, yes, mm-hmm. last night our time. Um, it hasn't gone up quite so much in Australian dollars because as the gold price has gone up, the Australian dollar's also been going up. So, so that's to a certain extent uh, cancelled out the gain. Now, gold gold's generally seen as a, a as a, a store of value and things people flee to in uncertain times. And and what's happening with concerns about how the U.S. election is going to end up? Um, sorry, the U.K. election's going to end up, which I think is today. Well, today. Or tomorrow? No, it's today. It's definitely Thursday. <laughs> but it's Thursday over there tomorrow. Yes, uh, right. Our time tomorrow. Anyhow, it's, yeah. Yeah, we don't. Well, the election's soon. We'll say soon. Yeah. Anyhow, the election's soon, and of course, the rising tensions in the in the Middle East. So, so, so investors are starting to buy gold bullion again, and it just caused the price to go up. Mm, so, okay. so yeah, it's not a bad idea to have. Um, uh, to have some gold in your investment portfolio, and of course, okay. it's quite easy to do now. There's a number of gold products listed on ASX, and also the the gold the gold mining stocks have moved up a bit as well on the on the trade on, on ASX. Of that, yeah. I suppose. Now, Vocus Group. Is, oh, Vocus uh, Group's one of Henry's favourite stocks. Um, there's been a Vocus Group's shares were nine dollars forty one last May. There've been a couple of profit downgrades. Um, of course, they're blaming everyone except themselves. And our private equities come along and made a takeover offer at. at um, Three dollars fifty a share. Um, the offer, the offer, whilst it's twenty two percent above what the shares were trading at before the offer was announced, it does look, um, it does look on the low side. And you'd expect that um, so. there'll be another bidder come along, or or, or the the bidder will be forced to raise the price a bit more than the three dollars fifty mm-hmm. for a to succeed. You'd expect the board's going to come back and reject that bid. You would expect that, and shareholders probably do they get a say as well. Oh, yeah, well, the shareholders get the ultimate say. The board can reject it, but but um, mm-hmm. the, the bidder can always go direct to the shareholders. Right. And, and, and it's up to the shareholders whether they accept it or not. Now, what's happening with Spotless? 
Ah, oh, Spotless. Spotless is a, is another one of our stocks. So there was a takeover bid for Spotless. Um, Spotless has been a perennially underperformer, and I can't see why, considering the prices they charge at Newcastle Airport for a pie and coffee. Um, but but um, perennially underperformer, and now that Down EDI has made a takeover offer for them, um, Spotless has now come out and said they're going to push ahead with a reset strategy in the event that Down EDI's offer fails. Now that says to me that they're going to put into place new strategies which they should have been doing all along. Um, now being forced to. Well, now mm. being forced to, yeah. Okay. Now, BHP has a few activist shareholders. Yeah, we've spoken about this before. Uh, US hedge funds acquired a um, significant stake in BHP and is pushing to uh, collapse the dual-listed structure and sell off their um, oil businesses, and they claim that that will increase the value for shareholders. Um <laughs> the activist has then gone ahead and commissioned some survey of approximately a thousand shareholders and come up with the conclusion that more than fifty percent of the shareholders would like um the board of BHP to to change. Now whether whether or not that occurs is another thing. But I know I know some shareholders have been concerned about, you know, BHP did that uh, share buyback a few years ago and shareholders would have rather have had a, a, a dollar a dividend rather than the share buyback, which has turned out to be basically worth nothing. Um, so I think um, there's, there, there is going to be some changes at BHP um, and I think that they're probably going to be for the benefit of the shareholders. But, but whether these activist people get their own way, I doubt, I doubt that's going to occur in the... Mm. in the short term. Well, let's move from resources to food, Retail Food Group. Ah. Yeah. Um, retail Food Group. Now, Retail Food Group is a, a company that um, if you go into your local uh, shop, they've got um, Donut King, uh, Brumbies, um, Michelle's Patisserie, and another a number of retail food products like that. Now, what's happening is... is um, the accounting standards are changing now. What what previously happened was was companies only had to include on their balance sheet their their finance leases. Now things like um, rent of premises were just put through the P and L as a as a uh, an expense item. Now with, with the change in accounting standards, um, the companies are going to have to record the liability of future lease payments for the rental premises onto their balance sheet. Now, uh, one of the breaking houses put out a, a research report this week saying what the um, amount retail food group would have to include on their balance sheet, and the shares in the company prop probably dropped 30%. Now, I, I, I really don't understand why that's the case, because um, these new accounting standards are uh, just the company's still going to make the same amount of money it always made before. Um, the, 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 the liabilities for the leases were always in the accounts in their notes. They just weren't on the face of the balance sheet. And this is going to be applied across everyone who's got um, lease premises. So I, I don't understand why Retail Food Group would have fallen 30% or so, and neither does the board. And, and if that, that's the case, that, that's, that the company stock should fall 30% just because of this changing accounting policies, everyone who's got at least premises um, you know, are probably going to fall as well. Oh, interesting. Which, which none of it makes any sense. Accounting will be in our next topic as well. Um, Stephen Pritchard, we are looking at the market and updating on various shares and things and more on accounting. Uh, Bendigo Banks, their shares have also been falling. 
Um, yeah, this is another chase with a change of accounting policy. I, I don't really understand why it should result in the shares falling. I mean, Benny goes announced that they're going to exclude from their cash earnings in future the unrealised gains on their um, their reverse mortgage portfolio. Now, what Benigo Bank's got this has got this product for for people who are asset rich and cash poor. You can go along to your local Benigo Bank branch, and they will lend you on a, 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 some money on your house, and you don't have to pay that back until you, the house is sold. Now, a, a, instead of or in, in, in exchange for giving you this loan, they take a proportion of the equity of the house. So, so as the house goes up in value, Benigo Bank's been booking this um, increase in house through their profit and loss. Now, what they're saying now is they're going to exclude that from their cash earnings. Now, cash earnings is quite a controversial thing. There, there's no real standard on cash earnings. There's no accounting standard on what cash earnings mean. Um, the, the bank's going to make exactly the same amount of money they always made, um, and they're just going to take it out of this calculation for cash earnings. So I don't understand why they, the, the shares should have fallen just because... Um, they're changing an accounting policy in respect to something that no standard actually exists for anyhow. Mm. So yeah, it's just enough. interesting the way the market is. We've Reacts. got two reactions this week. Nothing's fundamentally changed about the businesses, just a changing accounting policy, mm. and, and it shouldn't make any difference. Um, let, let me just say at the moment that if you've got a question for Stephen, you'd like to ask him about things to do with tax or personal investment or the stock market, give us a call, 49216216. And in our market update, Murray Goldman always makes me think of nice bits of food. Does it? So what, milkshakes and stuff? Yay. Cream? <laughs> no, no. Milkshakes. Butter? Yeah, like butter. Butter? Yeah. yeah. Milkshakes with ice cream in. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, well, they have the Devendale brand, don't they? I remember the tins they? of Devendale yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyhow, uh, apart from that, um, Murray Goldman, as we know, is a, is a, is a cooperative which has these... Um, units listed on the exchange. Now, they listed at uh, $2.10 in 2015, and um, yesterday we're down to 73.5 cents. Ever since they've issued these units, the, the cooperative seems to have perennial problems. Um, now, this week, it's announced that it's dropped the, the price it's prepared to pay to the farmers uh, to $4.70 a kilo for milk solids. And this is the lowest price it's been offered in a long time. Um, so there's expected that a number of the suppliers might leave Murray Goulburn and go to some of the other uh, milk co milk processes such as Fontora. Murray Goulburn's come out and said that, um, you know, they're going to have to look at re some kind of restructure. So who knows that what, what that actually means in respect of these... Um, investment units that were sold to the public. But they've, they've actually turned out to be um, a very poor investment for anyone who's bought any of those. It sounds as though they weren't necessarily properly prepared to become a listed company. No, I don't. I don't, mm. don't, don't. Maybe. Mm. I mean, it's still got this kind of co-op structure and there's always a... There's always a there's always a tension in a co-op between the suppliers, um, i.e. the farmers who want the, the highest possible price they can get and the shareholders who want the, the highest possible return that they can get. And, and it's very difficult to satisfy um, um, both. And I, I don't know <coughs> whether we've actually ever had any of these successful, ever, anyone's come up with a, a solution. I suppose the closest thing to that is that Fontora is listed in New Zealand, which is still maintains this cooperative type structure. Mm. Um, and speaking of things agricultural, Quintus, which used to be the um, 
have some other name that's sandalwood, which actually meant what they do, is a, is a, a runs these sandalwood plantations up in uh, Western Australia and, and Northern Territory. Um, so it, it, it's had a couple of, seems to have limped from crisis to crisis in the, the last couple of months. I mean, they seem to have lost a major contract and the board didn't appear to know about it. And now they seem to be running out of money. They've got an interest payment due on the to various bondholders in the next couple of weeks. And it doesn't appear that they have sufficient funds to pay for that um, and because they're having difficulty selling their sandalwood. Now, if sandalwood's such a, a valuable crop and they're producing such high-quality sandalwood, I, I don't quite understand why it'd be so difficult to sell. Presumably the demand's still there. Presumably the demand's still there, mm. uh, if it ever was. Mm. Okay. Yeah, mm. yeah, if it ever okay. was. Anyhow, so that's what's happening with the, another agricultural producer. I mean, agricultural stocks have to be—you have to be—you know—you have to have to be uh, careful when you invest in agricultural stocks. It's like you know, select arm and uh, select harvest. The price of that's fallen in the last few weeks. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of variables. I mean, you've got the the end sale price, which is subject to market forces, and in select harvest's case, the 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 current year's harvest is expected to be considerably lower than forecast so that the profits will fall dramatically um and then next year it might be a boom year for anyone knows so so with agricultural stocks you've got to you've got to be prepared to to ride the ups and downs and they're not really something for the for the faint-hearted investor because western australia's had quite a dry summer too i think yeah western australia but yeah, yeah 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 um and west farmers well it's interesting. West Farmers West Farmers shares are now continuing to slide over concerns that Amazon um, is going to enter the country and take sufficient uh, business from uh, from um, West Farmers. Now, that the West Farmers businesses I would have thought at risk would would, would be uh, Kmart and and Target and and there's talk as office works as well. In the US, what you've seen is the, 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 the big retailers, the, the department stores and the fashion stores are the one that appears to be the ones that most at risk from online, on, online sales. And Target, Target in Australia is really already a basket case. And so, so yeah, so West Farmers shores, their shares continue to fall. West Farmers claims that they're protected from the, the in, incursion of a, Amazon's eminent entry in the market because of their bricks and mortar footprint. Um, I think only time's going to tell on that. So Amazon will be uh, internet sales. Amazon's internet sales, yeah, totally. it's all internet. Mm. Okay, yeah. be interesting to see. So I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, are people going to go instead of going down to the Coles and Woolworths and pick your fruit and vegetables? Are you going to sit at home and order it over the internet? I mean, Woolworths and Coles have been sending me this stuff for their online delivery service for a couple of years now, and you know the prices are now the same as the store. Um, you know they're offering free delivery. You know, but I've never used it. I just wonder how many people actually have. Mm, yeah, I'm sure, it's, it's some. Have people. you used it? No, no, no I haven't. No. no, but I know it's there. Oh, you know it's there, but you know it's there. <laughs> These things take time, don't they? Coming up to that time of year, Stephen Pritchard, the end of the year. Of course, if you've got a question you'd like to put to Stephen about the end of the year or the stock market or whatever, 49216216. So the end of the year, and it's important to make sure your tax is in order and your preparations. Yeah, I mean, you can always do a bit of end of year tax planning, no matter how much money you've got. 
um, uh, and to, to try and keep your uh, tax bill down as much as you, you legally can. Now, one of the things is is uh, the first thing we need to think about is gifts to charities. Lots of people like to give gifts to charities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're thinking of giving some money to a charity, um, you need to make sure that it, it has a deductible gift status and you can get that off the charity or... or off the Australian Charities Commission website, and if you give gifts to charities that have uh, deductible gift recipient status, either one or two, um, you get a tax deduction for that of uh, donations over two dollars. Now, what you need to bear in mind, though, is if you if you you're thinking of giving some money, you're probably better off giving it in the next couple of weeks, so you get a tax deduction in the current year rather than if you get it in in in. You give it in July, you won't get it till the following year. So the important thing is to to make sure that the charity has a deductible gift recipient DGR status. And and a lot of and this is particularly careful because not all donations and not all charities that you give money to are deductible. For example, and and not all parts of charities. Like for example, uh, the Red Shield Shield Appeal. Um, donations to that's deductible but if you just go and give some money to the Salvation Army for their general purposes um, that's not deductible so if you're after a tax deduction with your gift to your charity make sure you're giving it to the right uh, fund and make sure you get a receipt which has the deductible gift recipient um, okay. status number it up. does sound important yeah and particularly churches um, a lot of a lot of the money that are given is given to churches if you just give money to the to, to, to the church for and just goes into the plate uh, that's not deductible but if you give it to the, the school building fund or some uh, Identified, identified purpose. Uh, purpose. Uh, it may be deductible, and they, and they have to be registered. Mm. Um, superannuation contributions. Um, yes. Now, to get a deduction for your superannuation contributions, it actually has to be received by the fund prior to the thirtieth of June. So that means it's got to be received by the fund, banked in the fund's bank account, and given you a receipt. Now, um, so what that means, it's probably no good on the 30th of June deciding to make a tax, a, 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 a superannuation contribution if you're after a deduction in mm. the current year. Now, for those people who are now this year, um, next year the, the level of deductions is all going to fall. So this year you might want to think about maximising um, what you can put into super. For those people up to 49 years, they can put in um, 49 years of age up to 30,000. Um, over 49 years, they can put in um, 35,000. And those people who are over 65 can contribute 35,000 provided they meet the work test. Mm -hmm. So if you're over 65 and you aren't in paid employment uh, and that means you get a group certificate at the end of the year and you've got to work the 40 hours in 30 days so um, volunteer employment doesn't count charitable work doesn't count it, pay, it has to be paid employment for which you get a group certificate and you're over 65 years days you can also contribute um, have contributed $35,000 to your superannuation now the contribution rules are quite um complex i'd suggest you go and get some advice on that um, and you're running out of time because we've only got um 21 days left mm -hmm. um so if for those people who are looking at um topping up the superannuation and want to do it this year um 
it, 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 it probably needs to be done in the next week or so. Now, next year, the maximum deductible contribution is going to fall to 25000 So So if you're, if you're coming up to retirement and you want to put some extra money in there, um, you probably need to try and get as much in to take advantage of your maximum this year, and next year you've got a lower, lower amount. amount. And also on the non-concessional contributions, they're also dropping next year from the 180000 this year to 100000 So this year is probably the last year you can get to take advantage of the, the if you're eligible for the bring forward rule, which would mean you can actually put in $540,000. That's subject to age too? Uh, yeah, yeah, subject to, to, to the bring forward rules only applies up to the age 64. Okay. Okay. So, what's the difference between the hundred and eighty thousand and the thirty-five thousand? Well, the thirty-five, the thirty thousand is tax deductible, mm-hmm. right? So that yep. basically means you get a deduction, or the employer gets a deduction on their tax return for that contribution. And when it goes into the fund, the fund pays fifteen percent tax on it. Um, the hundred and eighty thousand, which is a non-deductible contribution, so that means that you don't get a deduction for it and the fund doesn't have to pay contribution tax on it. Um, And there's a few extra differences on the benefits, but they're the major rules. But once again, these rules can be quite complex and if you muck the contribution rooms up, the penalties are quite severe, so you need to go and get some advice. Mm -hmm. Now, under the new amendments to the super rules, if you go to your local accountant, the advice has to be in writing and it has to be given by a financial services licensee on the contributions these days. Mm. Okay, so it's all accounted for. Uh, It's all accounted for or a whole lot of a whole lot of extra work that really doesn't need to be done. Right. Um, now, yes. Okay. Um, Planting equipment. So if you're in a, if you're a small business and mm-hmm. and there's various tests for small businesses, there's a six million turnover and there's a ten million turnover. But if you're a small business for the purpose of ten million dollars of turnover, you can buy some plant equipment and get an immediate tax deduction of twenty thousand um, dollars for each item of plant equipment that costs no more than twenty thousand dollars. So so if you buy um, uh, uh, a combine new, harvester, which costs more than twenty thousand, does it? Well, okay. So if <laughs> you buy one. if you buy a car for nineteen nine hundred and you have turnover of less than ten thousand, uh, less than 20, ten million. You're entitled to a tax deduction in the current year for that nineteen thousand nine hundred, and yep. once again, you would need to um, get in quick to get that new car. And there's no limit on the number of times you can do this. Be up to twenty thousand. Yeah, up to okay. twenty thousand. But each plant and equipment has to be usable itself. Right. You can't be building a big machine and say it's 100000 and get five invoices issued. <laughs> it doesn't work. I'll say goodbye to the combine harvester. Okay? Say goodbye to the combine <laughs> harvester. Now, what about prepaid interest expenses? Um, prepaid interest expense, yep. Uh, once again, you're probably starting to run out of time on this, but if you've got a margin loan, they're all offering prepaid interest. Um, and if you've got a property loan through the bank, you might be able to negotiate a prepaid interest. Now, you can pay up to 13 months interest in advance and get a tax deduction in the current year. So if you think you're going to have your margin loan for the next year you, and you, you want a tax deduction in this year, you can go and pay... Um, 13 months in advance. Now, just a word of warning, a lot of these facilities where they've got prepaid interest, um, once you pay it, it's gone. If you if you decide to change your mind in August or September next year, most of the institutions won't refund any unused interest amount. Okay. So just be, be, be mindful mm-hmm. of that. And what about lease? Um, leasing, that's the same type of thing. If you've got a if you've got a, a lease 
uh, any plant and equipment or a motor vehicle that you're using for work or something like that, um, you can pay up to 13 months in advance and get a tax deduction for that. Any more than 13 months, you, you don't get a deduction for that, that amount. And work tools, they count? Yeah, work tools. If you're if you're a tradie and need to buy some tools for work, and uh, and yeah, yeah, you can get a tax deduction if you buy them in the current year. Bear in mind, you need to keep the receipts um, for for anything more than three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. The same as a work uniform that qualifies as a deductible item. If you need to buy some new safety boots or something. Um, Yep, buy them in the next couple of weeks and you'll get a tax deduction in the current year. But once again, you need to keep the receipts. Thank you, Stephen Pritchard. And we'll be back with Thursday Finance uh, next Thursday on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.